Hello and welcome to today's podcast. Congress is back, but for what? Important coronavirus-related assistance remains far away, and with the campaign trail calling, finding ways to get important assistance to Americans, that includes dairy producers, is proving problematic. Outlining what hopes may be on the horizon and what can be done in the meantime, short of a congressional agreement, is Paul Bleiberg, the National Milk Producers Federation vice president who is expert in all things Capitol Hill. He's been watching and shaping the discussions on ag and dairy. Thanks for joining us today, Paul. Thanks for having me on. So what can we reasonably expect Congress to get done this month before it adjourns for the campaign trail, Paul? Well, that's a good question. And given that Congress is only going to be in for a few weeks and they've got a contested election coming up very soon, uh, political pressures and needs are going to dominate everything that happens in the Capitol in the next three weeks. And so I think a fairly minimal amount of of final work is, is to be expected here. And that's to say, I think they will find some path forward to keeping the government funded past September 30th. Uh, beyond that, I don't expect too much to get done. Obviously, there's a lot of discussion still around another COVID relief package, but the, the disagreements between the two parties continue to be very significant, both as it relates to the overall amount of money to spend on COVID relief and to the specifics amount of, uh, amounts of money to spend on discrete areas, including state and local aid, as well as the scope and duration of any extended enhanced unemployment benefits. And so for that that reason, I think it may be very difficult for too much more to get done on COVID. I think there may be some areas where they can reach agreement on COVID. And if so, those items will probably be packaged onto a continuing resolution. What are some of dairy's needs? So I think what we'd like to see from the dairy standpoint in broad terms is additional aid, right? I think the House Passed Heroes Act includes another round of direct payments that'll be based on quarter two losses. The Senate framework, the HEALS proposal it's been referred to, has another round of funding for payments as well. The HEROES Act is somewhat more specific. It lays out some of the parameters in more detail. And the HEROES Act also includes uh, some detailed provisions that'd be very helpful for dairy, including a dairy donation program, a recourse loan program on the processing side, and some enhancements that relate to the dairy margin coverage program. So those provisions would be very helpful. Obviously, the House package is a bit more detailed and more specific on much of that. The Senate, however, does have a framework to assist agriculture. And so as it relates to the scope of controversial issues that need to be resolved, I think the ag issues are probably easier to resolve than some of the others. Perhaps the biggest disagreement up to this point has been between the two parties over whether or not to provide a temporary 15% increase in the uh, SNAP benefit. My sense based on some of the comments we saw several weeks ago from Senate Republicans is that there's likely a path to a compromise there. Were they to be negotiating a broader deal? As I said a minute ago, it's possible that much of the COVID uh, work will fall by the wayside and they'll only include a few items where they can agree. But ag does strike me as one where agreement is, is closer than many others. Talk about what can happen outside of Congress. USDA has taken some very dramatic actions over the past few months with direct purchases and payments to farmers. And it seems like they could do that again really, really soon. Um, tell us about what a CFAP 2.0 could look like and, and our, what are we expecting? Sure. So as you know, it it does sound like USDA is going to use uh, some of the additional funds that Congress provided in the CARES Act as the basis for essentially a CFAP 2.0 that we expect to hear more about very soon. I think a primary difference between CFAP 1.0 and CFAP 2.0, at least as what's been uh, discussed broadly in public so far, would be that the the 2.0 program would be based on losses after quarter one. You know, CFAP 1.0, uh, was finalized in mid-May, so it was quarter one losses primarily. 
I think our sense is that a CFAP 2.0 program would look at losses in quarter two and beyond, which is very beneficial, not just for purposes of reflecting the losses producers have actually faced, but also accounting for the needs of some of the seasonal producers whose production is less in quarter one, and thus they weren't going to be able to get as much help out of a CFAP 1.0. If you're looking at quarter two loss and quarter two production, obviously they'll be better off as far as how they'd be compensated. So I think that's what we sense so far. Uh, as to some of the other details, we'll probably get a better handle when the program comes out. Fun fact um, that everyone listening to this podcast should know, four of the eight closest presidential states in 2016 are also four of the top eight U.S. dairy states. We're talking Wisconsin, we're talking Pennsylvania, Michigan, Minnesota. Is that helpful at all in any of these discussions, Paul, when when dairy has this concentration in politically important states to maybe help break some of the log jams for dairy that, that affect in Washington? I think it is helpful. I think it's helpful if people make the point and kind of make the argument, because sometimes people need to be reminded of that sort of thing. Uh, But I do think it's helpful if policymakers are thinking about the importance of dairy to competitive states, competitive congressional districts, Senate races, things like that. That can only work in our favor if members of Congress and administration officials and either party are thinking, gee, you know, if we if we handle something here in a helpful way on, on the part of dairy farmers and the dairy industry, uh, that could pay dividends in, in November in that sense. So I certainly think it is helpful. So if you're a dairy farmer um, or a dairy ally in this heat of the election season, how can you get involved and let Washington folks know what you really think of them? Well, you can reach out directly to your members of Congress. You can reach out to your senators. You can reach out to administration officials and let them know what matters to you. Obviously, our website, NMPF.org, always has tools that enable you to do that uh, more easily, especially as it relates to the issues of the moment, like COVID relief and some of the other stuff we've talked about this year and, and in this conversation here. But I'd actively encourage people to do that because, like I said, not everybody will think right off the bat, OG dairy is in all of these swing states or competitive states. It only takes one reminder, though. So I'd really encourage people to reach out to their members of Congress, reach out to their elected officials, and uh, and let them know what's on their mind. So sh- should we also be thinking about things like fake milk? Absolutely, because that's an issue that we continue to press for a solution on. Lots of members of Congress in both parties have been have been very supportive of our, our goal there of getting standards of identity on dairy products enforced. Uh, you know, we've been waiting for a while to see action from the Food and Drug Administration as far as a solution to this goes. And so that absolutely makes sense as an issue for people to weigh in on. Sounds like democracy at its finest. Thank you again for joining us. This is Paul Bleiberg. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me on. And that's it for today's podcast. For more on dairy's response to coronavirus, visit our special webpage, nmpf.org slash coronavirus. Also, check out NMPF's new Take Action page. Just go to nmpf.org slash take hyphen action. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Google Play under the podcast name, Dairy Defined. We'll talk again soon. 